0: So I would say, if you're trying to get into a different lane of photography, or you're trying to like hone in on what you do, and maybe it's new, maybe it's not something you know we've seen, and I hope that's the case because I would want to keep seeing like fresh content from people that's interesting and like moves people, um, is offer free shoots. I People are gonna hate me for this, but offer free shoots. If you have a vision, go do it. Like, when did photography become this like money-sucking thing? Like, can't we have fun with it too? Um, A lot of my favorite shoots and several of my photos um, in my talk tomorrow, they were from free shoots. I had this idea and I was like, let's do it. Even my best friend um, Bree, who's here, I think you interviewed her actually before me. (laughs) I was like, can I photograph you and your boyfriend on a rooftop? And she was like, yep. I'm like, all right, tomorrow, (laughs) and we did it. You know. And I feel like the more I am able to express myself creatively and run the show is when, and you put that out there because people don't know what you do unless you show it. Um, So it's kind of hard to book things if people don't know what you do or what your vision is or what your style is or your brand. Um, So you kind of have to like be bold and offer things for free and start, you know, doing stuff like that.
1: Chloe is a lifestyle photographer who captures real human connections. I had the chance to interview Chloe during WPPI 2020. Okay, so I want to start with what originally drew you into photography?
0: So I didn't start doing photography until after I graduated high school. Um, this is my, my voice that <laughs> like comes on. It's like my, my interview <laughs> voice. <laughs> um, and I got a job at one of those mall photography studios okay i don't know if you're familiar with those do they have those in canada Um,
1: like where people would come in and get like family portraits and stuff Mm -hmm. and you would have
0: to like they tape over the settings you have to do it in like five minutes okay and i hated photography i was just like but i found out over the settings oh yeah i didn't know what i was doing they're like here's the camera you're good with people have fun so what i found is i really liked connecting with people Mm -hmm. Um but I was really bad at photography, just like real bad, because I had no nothing to go off of. I had no formal training, nothing. So I told myself I was like, well I, I wanna work with people in this capacity, so I've gotta get better at photography. So after that I started working for a um as a second shooter for a wedding photographer and did that and that's when I started to like learn and fall in love with photography. So that's kinda how I got started.
1: Mm-hmm. So then when did you start getting I guess like technical training aspects of photography on the job
0: yeah so she would help me out um and then there was a point when I was just like well how do you do this and I'd like go on YouTube and you know so all my training has been on the internet
1: (laughs) and then when was the moment where you were like hot fuck I'm a photographer now
0: um it was year two of after I opened my business so I opened my business in 2010 and I had zero business opening a business because I had you know, I was still kind of essentially learning how to like work my camera, work under pressure, work with different personalities. Uh, so, about two years in, I started finding like what I actually like to photograph and how I worked and interacted with people and how that was more of like my strong suit than, you know, being technical or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
1: And what was your process to discover the type of stuff that you like to photograph?
0: Um, it was a lot of doing things I didn't like, like birthday parties and, um, extended family sessions, stuff like that. And I would leave sessions where I was working with a couple and I was able to get them in more intimate kind of settings, uh, like indoors in their home uh, with families, just getting them like snuggly and cozy and comfy, even at weddings, just getting them to go deeper into portraits. Mm -hmm. And I was leaving each of these sessions like super, super excited and just like, can't wait to get home, upload these photos, edit everything in one night. And I'm like, wow, I haven't felt that way in a really long time. So I started paying attention and there was just this common thread. And that thread was photographing connection.
1: And like that's the thing?
0: That's the thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so was there like a pivotal moment when you... Hold on. Let me think of how yeah, yeah. to word this. Because you're one of the photographers that like... I've gotten into like I really like enjoy your work and there seems to be like a brand of photographer who's like very set in who they are and their voice is very strong and like consistent through their work. So like how did you I guess discover that and how do you stay true to that voice and not cave into the pressure to be somebody else?
0: Yeah. Um I feel like any time I've booked a client where you just kinda of get this feeling in the pit of your stomach that they're not your people. Um, I booked a bride once, we'll just keep her nameless, and she was just very detail-oriented. I could tell she didn't trust like my vision for anything. Um, and you know what? She didn't like her wedding photos because I just did them how I do them, and I should have never booked her. Um, and that's a feeling I never wanna get again because I, I want all my brides to be happy. She wanted you know, the cookie-cutter images or everybody staring at the camera. Um, I don't know how we booked each other. Like, you know, it was just like at a point in my life where I was like, okay, I could use the money, I'm gonna book this. Um, But that moment right there, I was like, I never want to do that again. Because, you know, on the flip side, I have clients booking me and they're like, do whatever, tell us, you know, wherever you want to be location wise, we'll dress in whatever you want. Those are my people, like they get me, they understand me. um, And that's the kind of people I want to be booking.
1: And what would be your advice on how to get to that point? Because I think it's very common when photographers are starting out, they just, they try to be everything for all clients and then they end up like not doing anything well.
0: Yeah. I think it can be really scary when you start losing clients because you will, once you find like your niche, you're going to lose clients. Um, But just know that the more like, say your Instagram or wherever you promote your work the more you're just unapologetically yourself you're going to attract people who are like-minded and want you to shoot exactly what you're shooting so you actually do yourself a disservice by posting something that wouldn't be like on brand for you uh, because then it kind of confuses your brand a little bit and people are like oh well she does this so okay I'll email her and you know you might need the money so you're like okay I'll take that but if you're just true to yourself you're only going to attract those people that actually want to work with you
1: is it nerve-wracking saying no to clients
0: um not anymore but at first very because i was coming from a place like i said earlier where i was booking you know like birthday parties and extended family shoots and stuff that just was not speaking to my soul at all and it became this thing where i was you know i was married at the time i'm divorced now and we were both like breadwinners so i was like well i can't lose this income because i have kids like you know, this is a, like, it actually is scary, you know? Um, and I did, and you know, it did dip down for a little bit. Like there was a point, you know? Um, but another thing you could do if you're not feeling super, super brave to just be like, I'm only doing this and just be like, you know, crazy about it is you can still take those sessions, just still post them. Cause eventually mm. those will fade out and you'll start, you know, and I kind of wish I would have done something like that. Um, but I'm kind of one of those people that just goes all in, like once I yeah, have my mind away, made up. Yeah. Dog, yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's true, because oh. uh, like I guess a month ago I was talking to um, Sarah Monica, and a piece of advice that she got it got was to like really narrow in on who you are as a photographer, and that there is going to be a drop, and to I guess like stay committed and move through it. Um, Absolutely. But how do you do that?
0: <laughs> how do you, like, specifically, like, like the nuts and bolts of, like, turning down clients and accepting new ones or, like, just even promoting yourself to where you're getting people that... Yes,
1: I guess both. Okay, because there's a specific emerging photographer who I think is very talented and yeah. is, like, going to get there. And I guess I'm <laughs> selfishly, I guess, asking questions <laughs> for <laughs> them. Um, but yeah, cause it seems like the more I'm having the opportunity to talk to photographers, like there seems to be this through like a consistent n- narrative when people started to double down on who they are as a person and who they are as a photographer, that there would be like a dip, but then things started to skyrocket off. And now they're at like a point where objectively people would be like, yeah, that's like what a successful photographer looks like, but there seems to be that there's this fear or self doubt that prevents people from being confident in themselves or like allowing oh, themselves yeah. to, I guess, to hold that space. And
0: yeah, absolutely. It's a, it is a mindset. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, I'm going to take that question and kind of veer it off a little bit yeah. of a different direction to like, like how to get to that point where you're booking people. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, you have to, I mean, there's times like, okay, I I come off as this, you know, confident human or whatever, but there's times when I'm at home like, oh, dang, like, how am I going to make rent this month? Or how am I going to do this? You know, that's not something people are like putting out there. So I think what we perceive people as, as like successful or whatever that actually is, isn't always true. It's like a facade almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, if you're trying to get into a different lane of photography, or you're trying to like hone in on what you do, and maybe it's new, maybe it's not something you know we've seen, and I hope that's the case because I would want to keep seeing like fresh content from people that's interesting and like moves people. Um, is offer free shoots. I. People are gonna hate me for this, but offer free shoots. If you have a vision, go do it. Like, When did photography become this like money-sucking thing? Like, Can't we have fun with it, too? Um, a lot of my favorite shoots, and several of my photos um, in my talk tomorrow, they were from free shoots. I had this idea, and I was like, let's do it. Even my best friend, um, Brie, who's here, I think you interviewed her, actually, yeah, before just, me. Yeah, yeah. just now. I was like, can I photograph you and your boyfriend on a rooftop, and she was like, yep. I'm like, all right, tomorrow. <laughs> and we did it, you know? Um, and I feel like the more I am able to express myself creatively and run the show is when and you put that out there because people don't know what you do unless you show it. Um, so it's kind of hard to book things if people don't know what you do or what your vision is or what your style is or your brand. Um, so you kind of have to like be bold and offer things for free and start, you know, doing stuff like that.
1: and Especially when you're, I think just actually always, like not even when you're starting out, but, If you have this idea of like the type of work that you want to be doing, it's going to be hard to get the type of clients that are going to allow you Mm -hmm. to do it. Because you haven't like built up that body of work or necessarily have that trust. And yeah, I don't know why there seems to be. Okay, I guess what it is for me is like if somebody's approaching you and it's like hey, you should do this for free because it'll look good on your portfolio. Uh, no. no. Tell yeah. that person to kick <laughs> tell, rocks. Yeah,
0: tell that person no. <laughs> I'm a single mom of three, so I'm like, I can't actually do that. But if I have this idea, like maybe I'll put it up. I rarely do model calls. I usually have people I can like just pick from that I've mm-hmm. seen like, um, or even like I'll follow people on Instagram. I'm like, I would love to photograph them. And I'll just like private message them like, hey, you want to work at a trade or whatever. Um, uh, but it should be your vision. It shouldn't be like, your friend wants free photos of her and her dude or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like that's the fine detail oh, of like doing sure. a free work. It's yeah. Like,
0: this should be your baby, your yeah, creative vision for sure. Yeah, if it's,
1: you get to decide if it's the free work. So, but with reaching out to people, cause like another thing that I'm very interested in is that you've kind of, it seems like you've established like a good community around you um, and talking to Bree just before this like you guys have like a bit of a like a girl gang yeah and like before like a month ago i was down at austin for the friends of fearless conference and was talking to somebody like around that because i really think that a lot of photographers struggle with being like isolated and alone it was like trying to get in on that and this guy was like you need to find your wolf pack and it was very like intense and i was like
0: that's that's
1: an extreme (laughs) word for it but um but yeah, Rooking, like I think wolf back,
0: whatever you want to call it, <laughs> yeah. friend group, it could be very simple.
1: <laughs> but how do you go about establishing that or like how did you go establish that for yourself? Well,
0: it's actually kind of crazy because we're sitting here at WPPI is I met uh, Brie for the first time at WPPI in 2012 and we were roommates and we we're like, we didn't know each other. And it was just like I instantly loved her. Um, I, I was pregnant at the time. She photographed my birth. I photographed her birth. And then Aww. like, once you do something like that, we're like, you know, yeah.
1: you're like, Pff.
0: we're bonded. <laughs> um, and then I was living in Tacoma at the time, Tacoma, Washington. And they were, um, Brie and Elena were both up uh, in Seattle. And she's like, you got to meet my friend, Elena. She's this family photographer. And it was kind of before she had any traction. And we all met and just like loved each other. And, we kind of helped each other out like even in our careers it's like okay I've got this shoot can you take it Brie and I I still second shoot for Brie sometimes like I I take on very limited weddings now just because Mm -hmm. I kind of found my wheelhouse but um, it's it's really nice when you can like bounce different things back Uh, even like speaking gigs and stuff I'm like hey Elena there's this opportunity do you want to like try out you know or I know this person and it's just kind of like this interesting networking Uh, but like those are my people yeah (laughs) it's kind of crazy
1: No, and it, and it also seems that you really support each other, like, I guess, professionally as photographers, but it also seems that you've all gone through, like, similar life things and have been there for each other and support each other through that, too.
0: Yeah, we've all been divorced, and that's just something that um, I don't think is talked a lot about. People just kind of, like, brush it under the rug and they move on, you know, Um, but we were like, no, like, something really significant happened to all of us, um, all at different times, but kind of in close close proximity and um that definitely helped like bond us together we all have like kids so we talk about that um so the friendship hits not just on a photography level but on like many different aspects you know
1: and have you found that going through a divorce has that impacted your work at all
0: absolutely um it's like choosing to leave a marriage is like such a big big choice that you almost have to be like unapologetically you and you have, cause you're gonna like waver back and forth like, oh, am I making the right choice? And you know, at the end of the day, yes. Like if you're considering it, it's probably the right choice for you. Um, and that whole mentality of just like getting out there, being a single mom, running my business, like there's nobody, like he used to do my taxes. He doesn't do my taxes anymore. I'm like, oh, I gotta figure that out. Like you just feel like a full on grown-up all of a sudden, you know? Um, and not having that um, support system that was there like every day. Um, has kind of like just relied on myself and trusted my gut. Um, And now I feel like with my work, I'm just like, if I could go through that, like I could do whatever I want, Um, which sounds kind of extreme, but it's kind of a, it shifts your mentality a little bit.
1: No, I don't think that's extreme at all. And like, yeah, and I was reflecting on this with Breed too, but like watching, uh, like when my mom and dad divorce, and, like, how that propelled my mom forward into, like, who she is, and, like, I don't know, like, becoming this, like, ideal, like, version of herself, and just, like, the badass woman that she is. Oh, absolutely.
0: I don't know that I truly saw who I was until after my divorce, um, and then also just like being in my thirties too. I feel like my twenties were just like, I was, you know, had, had babies young. I got married young. I was just sort of like living this life and starting a business. Um, And so now that I've just kind of honed in on who I am and kind of, you know, I don't know how to put this politely, like, you know, with the divorce it just kind of like propels you in a different direction mm-hmm. and makes you hyper aware of like who you are. It's it's almost like a selfish kind of thing because there's nobody else there. It's just you, you know, so you can really focus on yourself. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting that you said you noticed it with your mom too. Like, just like it gives you like this inner confidence, I believe. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, and there's also like just something about like the your 30s. Like it seems like that kind of like awkward, I don't know, like self doubt aspect of like the twenties like kind of goes it's away. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And, like and I'm blown away by I don't know, like the strong creative women that are in my life, where it's like once they kind of got into their thirties, just like how bold they started to be and like unapologetic and
0: Yeah, just absolutely. How kick-ass. Yeah. I love that you noticed that in your life. That's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I feel blast a (laughs) lot of good humans around me
0: for sure Um, I love that
1: but to go back to when you're reaching out to collaborate with somebody like what would be your advice around that because I know that's also something that a lot of emerging photographers will struggle with it's like they have an idea for a project and like people that they want to work with but then they'll never actually manage to compile Mm. the message to send off
0: Yeah, so I think a lot of us artist types kind of struggle with, well, if it's not perfect, I don't even want to try. Um, But an idea, it shouldn't be built up that much. You should kind of have it fleshed out a little bit, the direction you want to do, like maybe even just the vibe and feel. Uh, But everything else, like until you have those people in front of you, like it's really hard to know like the full direction of the shoot. Um, I photographed a couple once, and I thought we were gonna do very, um, and it was a free shoot. I don't do free shoots all the time. I sound like that's all I do. (laughs) But since we're talking about it, um, we were just going to do, like, cozy in-home stuff, but it definitely took, like, a more, like, sexy turn, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I can actually take this couple, like, even further. And I got them in the bathtub and the shower. It was so much fun, and I was like, whoa, like, you can't really tell how far someone's going to go until, like, you're there and you're feeling out their vibe and their personality. Uh, They're both, like just didn't care at all and I was like okay cool I'm gonna take this and run with it Mm -hmm. you know Um, but yeah I think a lot of uh, just people in general can get really in their head um, about like okay everything has to be perfect and I don't want to ask these models or people to come if I'm not fully prepared Um, and then you just sit at home and then you never create work I mean maybe you don't create your favorite work ever but I mean it's better than sitting on the couch and not doing it you know
1: yeah like that's like is really what I I love about your work is because yeah there there's like an it has like a punk rock vibe to Thank it <laughs> where it's like a celebration of the imperfection and there's like although you're like capturing this like very like lovey-dovey type thing that there's still like grit to it and your images seem to like capture like the full scope of love as opposed to just like That surface-level bubbly, like, here's a pretty picture of a loving couple.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm actually – it's funny that you said punk rock. I'm really inspired by music, so um – like, a lot of people, I mean, I know we're on a podcast right now. A lot of people listen to podcasts. Like, I don't. I just listen to music. Uh, my Spotify is, like, ridiculous. Like, I don't let my, my oldest is almost 11. And she's like, can I sign? I'm like, no. I'm like, You're going to mess up my algorithm. Don't you do it. <laughs> and I like almost every, I don't like almost every genre. I don't like country. I'm sorry for all the country fans the out there. country? I like Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson. What about Hank Williams? Yes. Okay. Okay. And we his understand each kid. other. And his grandkids. Yeah. Hank Williams. Yeah. the
1: th- <laughs> And
0: I don't like like Carrie Underwood and you know stuff like that. No, there's not my Yeah,
1: name. and yeah, was, yeah, when country became like modern country seems like it's like, yeah, cowboys singing about how awesome they are. It's a little, it's like strange. A little weird, you yeah. know? I don't love it, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think every genre has like, like a cringy version, you know, of like, I don't know, version of that style, but. Mm-hmm. Where was I going with this? Um,
1: you're big <laughs> into music, and somehow music.
0: Oh yeah, so I feel like a lot of the grittiness of my images is because I I tend to like things that are dramatic, like, um, and paying attention to like what makes you feel as a person. So like certain movies, like. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but like certain movies make me cry and others don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certain music I'm listening to like five times a day on repeat, you know, and my kids are in the car like, I don't understand you. Like, are you trying to torture me? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. You know, like we're going to listen to the song another time. Um, And what and and why are you listening to that song on repeat? And why are you Mm -hmm. crying at that movie? And um, even body language, I noticed I went to Portugal and everybody there. It's like public displays of affection. It was like my favorite city because everybody's like making out and all over each other. And I'm like, this is great. (laughs) Like, why are we not like this in America? Um, But I I would really pay attention um, to like how certain couples like respond to each other's touch, stuff like that. Like, I know that not everybody notices that. That's something unique. That's to me. Um, I was walking behind a really slow couple the other day. They were both elderly, and they were holding hands and they were like playing with each other's fingertips. And I was like, "Oh my God, I love them." I was like obsessed. But that's not something everyone would notice. Mm -hmm. So just like honing in on like what my personal brand of crazy is, or you know, which makes you you. um, And you were speaking about being unapologetically you, like. That's me, you know? I notice all those weird things. I cry at certain movies. I listen to songs 20 times on repeat in the car, you know?
1: So can you touch on something that I never thought about about when you're listening to a song on repeat? Because mm-hmm. I'll go through those moments where it's like, there's just like a song and it's like just nonstop and it almost becomes like the soundtrack for that moment yeah. in time. So what do you think's going on there when you're like really get it plugged into a song like yeah
0: i feel like um well depending on the genre or whatever the lyrics are uh it could be the lyrics that are speaking to me maybe i'm going through something um i went through a breakup like in october and a lot of my songs were like breakup songs right
1: what was your breakup song
0: oh gosh i was listening to that rihanna song a bunch because it's like super empowering what is it called but she's like, didn't I tell you I was a savage and I was all right? I'm all me. <laughs> or no, I was like on a different level. So that was like a Spotify, like, you know, they do like the year in review. It's yeah. going to be all like, you really like that Rihanna song. You Are you the song okay? You listened song for 800 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny because I'm not like a super big like pop person. But mm-hmm. that song, I was like, yes, I feel this in my bones. Um, so... And I think what's kind of crazy, like tying this to photography is, we'll speak on music since we both like music, is music has the ability to like, you can time travel with it. You listen to a song that you heard, you know, like when you're graduating high school and you remember like those feelings and you remember certain people. Um, Shoot, my kid was listening to like, oh gosh, what's it was like a yellow card song. And I was like, man, that was like back when I was in high school. Like, what are you listening to? And I was just like remembered walking to school with like my heavy backpack and like trying to be cool and fit in. And it wasn't even a song I really listened to, but it, that's how powerful music is. And that's kind of crazy that music resonates so much with me. And now I'm a photographer and photography is the other thing that can literally transport you back in time.
1: Yeah, especially like a good image and I find it interesting that like we're really bombarded by imagery now but still like a good image has that power to like transport you back or to like really capture like the whole scope of the situation.
0: I feel like there's good photographs and then there's content. I think we live in a time where you know, it's Instagram, everything, and oh, I'm a content creator. I'm like, all right, so that's what I don't want to be. (laughs) Like, what makes a good photograph? What, you know, where it's not just something, oh, I need to post for my numbers, or I need to post to get the algorithm going. I feel like that's kind of the world we live in, um, where I'm like looking back at photos from like the 90s. Oh, there's this photo of uh, Kate Moss and um, Johnny Depp, and she's like naked and and he's like holding her and it's like tilted and it's an iconic photo and I can't remember the photographer. It's gonna drive me crazy. But like that's an amazing image. It's like you could take that photo now and no one would guess it was like made in the early 90s, you know, Um, but now I just feel like people are trying. It's so gimmicky, like what's gonna get likes? What's gonna do this? But like what's the heart and soul of the image? I promise I'm not interviewing you. No, no, no,
1: no. I don't have any answer for that, yeah. um, but I do have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, because <laughs> like social media and like technology is something I've struggled with um, and go through different phases. But it, like it seems that from what I can tell it's like you handling social media like in a way that's at least bringing value into my life when I come across it. Oh, I'm okay, like, I'm glad uh, it's um, not hypnosis. <laughs> But, yeah, like how do you do that because it's it gets tricking a lot of the debates that I have with creatives is like it seems that creatives are kind of like in this mindset where like everything needs to be optimized and it's like people are like creating art with the intent of like pleasing the robotic overlords and like how do i get the lights blah, 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 blah. yeah absolutely. And i need to like search engine optimize this thing and that's like, where knows. i
0: glaze over completely Yeah. I, like
1: but,
0: yeah it doesn't speak to my soul at all
1: <laughs> no but then it's like if you're only creating like content for robots like it's missing something but then it's it can be it can be ch- challenging because it's like Like, if that's the thing that you're getting your validation from, then you're you're only going to end up taking, like, images of, like, puppies and rainbows and, like, what's the meaning behind that? absolutely. So how do you stand your ground and, like, continue to produce images that have meaning and that are true for you and, like, not to get trapped in that? Yeah. The trap of like social media.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the kind of space I've carved out for myself and my little corner of the Internet um, is just me. So I feel like now it's kind of I know like what my followers like is what I naturally do because I've lost so many like getting rid of all these other things I was doing Mm -hmm. Um, so that when I post a moodier image or something with like more grit, like you said, people are going to like it because I have just consistently posted that so it repels people away that aren't your people and it attracts people who are like you um and you know you're not going to like be an overnight success that way um it's you know like like if you're worried about numbers it's going to take you a
1: while but also like why would you want to be an overnight success and I think like that's also the struggle yeah
0: the day I mean everything's instant now like even last night I was packing and like rehearsing my talk and I like Uber eats food to my house. So I was like, I want Pad Thai right now. And I like ordered it and I had Pad Thai right now. Like it was instant, you know, right. I'm like, okay. Uh, like even movies, I'm like, oh, that movie just came out. I can watch it immediately, you know. Um, and I, it's just the day and age like we live in. Like I think of my kids, it's probably even worse for them. They don't know any different, you know. They think everything's yeah. a touch screen. Like my, my, my little one, she's four and a half. She like touched the... Um, TV, like a touchscreen, I'm like, honey, it's not, we're not that futuristic. Like, <laughs> I just think we're kind of conditioned now to feel that way. Um, so for things like Instagram or, you know, uh, getting more clients or whatever, like it's your baby. It takes time to grow. You have to like nurture that and put work into that. So if you do want to be a content creator, there's no problem with that. You just do that, you know, do what you love Uh, for me like i want to be an artist like that makes my skin crawl like the word content creator i'm all i don't like it you (laughs) know um so yeah just going you know i don't know why we're talking about instagram so much but like going on your instagram and just like posting things that are like very intentionally you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um it's like slow traction but
1: no and it's just like i just don't think you can get avoided like social media like living in a digital realm is, like, just a part of life and, like, how to balance it. And, like, that's kind of the mindset I'm trying to get into where it's, like, this is just a part of existence and instead of, like, trying to fight it and, like, not do it, it's, like, how can I be my authentic self on it? Um, But, yeah, like, it's... It just kind of breaks my heart because i see it a lot where there's like a lot of artists who are producing good work but then they're not getting that like out of the gate validation or success and then they stop producing Mm, their work it makes
0: me sad when i see people stop too because it just takes time um people aren't just gonna find you overnight it's gonna take time and then it starts snowballing after a while like you get it up the hill and then eventually you know you don't have to work as hard because you've put in all the work like pushing that snowball up the hill, you know what I mean?
1: Is that what you found for yourself?
0: Yeah, that was a weird analogy. I'm glad you got it. No, I'm... <laughs> for sure. I feel like I've worked really hard in the past five years and I'm starting to see things pick up a little bit. Um, not to say that you can just stop working, um, but things do get easier. The inquiries do start coming in from people that you would have already wanted to work with, uh, mm-hmm. not you know just a bunch of random inquiries for prices. Uh, but you do have to put that work in and you have to work and not expect anything in return for a long time.
1: And I think I like that's like that piece of advice you just gave. It's like not that I have like life regrets or would do anything again, but like having that piece of advice when I was younger, I think would have been like really beneficial where it's like or like don't like don't worry about it, like just focus on like setting yourself up for like the next 5 years or like 10 years. Like what are the type of stuff that you can be doing today and like making that investment in yourself so that like in five ten years time like you're going to be in that position because like like where i am right now in life it's like i've got this like really like interesting opportunity like through the image salon and like they're allowing me to do this cool stuff and like it's kind of all this like random weird things that i've done in the past like the projects have like clicked into place like led me here but there'd be often times where it's like the project wouldn't be like catching on in the way I would be hoping so then it would like
0: Oh, I have so many things like that. Oh, absolutely. I was like almost like to the point where you're so hyped on a project that you're like, this there's no way this is gonna fail and it it fails and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um that is a crazy, crazy feeling. Um but it's just showing you like it's moving you in a different direction. Um uh, man, I and then the whole advice thing, like how many times do you think we may have heard that in our twenties? Like, actually, oh, somebody yeah. probably did tell you that or me that. And I was like, cool, <laughs> whatever. I'm going to do me. Yeah. That's why the 30s are the best.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, No, I think like, that's also true because, like, people will be like, yeah, you should probably do this. And it's like, whatever. And then you go learn yeah. the lesson for yeah. yourself. Yeah.
0: And you're like, I wish someone would have told me. And that guy's like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> He's all listening right now.
1: Just <laughs> shaking his head. I told you, bros. <laughs> She'll listen to me. Mm. Okay. And then what's your talk on? What's going on? Yeah. You're talking on the Nikon
0: yeah. stage? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, boy. I know. Scary, um, but exciting, very exciting. Uh, I met them a few years ago at a conference, and we just started, like, building up that relationship that way. And then I invited them to a few talks and just kind of kept in touch. Uh, and then I asked them for the opportunity. Uh, I think that's another thing people don't do is I don't, like, ask for what they want. So sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> and I didn't hear back for two months and then it got, then I got accepted. So, um, that's, a am let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> Ask for what you want. Um, cause no one's going to advocate for you or your art or your business. Um, it's just you, especially as photographers, like yeah. you said, you know, working as, would you call it a, si- a silo? Yeah. Kinda like working, you know, alone. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way if you reach out and do things. Uh, but my talk is on, uh, photographing emotion in couples. So pretty excited. I'm going to do a little intro and then we're going to talk through a bunch of images. So it should be fun. Cool. Yeah.
1: And like, how do you make your couples like comfortable? So you're really able to tap into that emotion and pull it out.
0: Yeah. So it's different with everybody. Um, you know, there's, I'm really a big geek about the Enneagram, which is a personality test.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just heard about this. Okay. Yeah.
0: Did Bree tell you about um, it? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's also. And
1: <laughs> I claim to be a four, which might actually be true. I
0: actually would have, I may, if I was going to typecast you, like just knowing you for like five seconds, I would say you're a four for sure. Yeah. I'm going have to do it. Because of the questions you're asking me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a three with a four wing, so. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was the question? Because now I'm totally distracted. <laughs> me
1: too. Um, okay. I got it. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, make your uh, couples comfortable so you can pull that emotion out of them?
0: Yes, so every couple's different. They have different personalities, different backgrounds, um, different place in life, you know, old, young, um, introvert, extrovert, that's a big one. And you kind of have to feel out the vibe of each couple. So if I get like two introverts, and I send a questionnaire out too. So, um, and all the questions are designed to put them like in a loving nostalgic mood. It's like, you know, where'd you meet, you know, tell me about a favorite memory. Um, what's something that they do that makes you like laugh super hard or whatever. So that they're in a really good mindset for the shoot when they come in like once you write down all the details for that you can kind of get clues onto who they are and how they love um, it's like my sneaky way of kind of like getting a little bit prepared for who I'm photographing since everybody's so different um, so if I get a questionnaire back that's like you know we work six days a week, we only have one day off and it's Sunday and we just like to like stay at home and do nothing. Well, I'm not gonna ask that couple to like go hiking with me and like try and get these epic sunset photos that they don't even care about, you know? And I don't really either. I'm like, if we do that, cool, but it's all focused on emotion. Um, So meeting them where they're at, I'm just going to use introvert as an example because extroverts, I feel like you can kind of push, push, push a little bit faster Mm -hmm. Um, and introverts you can as well, um, but you have to do it at their pace. So um, let's say mom is super, not mom, let's use couples since I'm doing couple talk tomorrow. Um, The girl is super outgoing and chatty and me and her are vibing and we're talking and the guy's super mellow. I'm not going to ask the guy to like do all these embarrassing things that are going to like put him way out of his comfort zone because then that experience of that photo shoot is gonna be embarrassing for him and he's not gonna like it. Even though me and his girlfriend are like, we're having the best time ever. He's like, I hate this, I Mm -hmm. hate it. So I'm actually gonna bring my level down. I won't direct him and I'll direct her. So uh, we'll direct, you know, like if I want them to like get snuggly on the couch, I'm gonna be like, okay, touch his face, blah, blah. So he does the very bare minimum, whoever the person who's like shyer. Um, And that's kind of just where I meet people at. Uh, Eventually, if I meet, you know, we'll just use the guy's example, like he's introvert, whatever, and I've kind of like mellowed out for him. Then he knows like, oh, I can trust this person. She's not making me doing anything embarrassing. You can kind of push them a little bit more uh, towards the end of the session. But, um, and there's some people that, you know, they don't open up at all and that's who they are. So you don't really need to push them anymore because you know, you're accurately representing them in those photos.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And what would be your advice if you're, like, in a situation where the session's just not going good? Like, how do you pull it back and get it back on track?
0: Um, so if I've done, like, 45 minutes with a couple and I haven't got anything super emotive to my standard... Um, you can call it quits, you can leave. Because if you have enough photos to give them a full gallery, then you can be done. And they probably will like their photos. They'll probably be nice photos, but you don't need to post them anywhere. You don't need to. Mm -hmm. So if you have genuinely tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, there's no sense in staying like another hour and just try and push them even more. Um, But that really happens now. I think that's more of booking the wrong person for you, which I've done, and that feels mm. horrible. Um, but every once in a while, you know, you've got people that sneak through like, "Oh, we like your work, we, you know, whatever," and you book them, and you're like, "This is horrible," you know. Um, but I, am not scared off by people who are shy or more extroverted or whatever. Like, I, I like all different types of love, um, and I think that everybody loves differently, and it's not bad if they're not like big into PDA, you just do things a little more subtly and maybe that looks beautiful or you, you know, experiment more with lighting and composition during their shoot and, you know, get it less like PDA for them. Um, it's just meeting them where they're at. For me, like, I think if you come in to a shoot expecting to do certain poses or expecting to be a certain way, you can kind of like set yourself up to be like really bummed out. Um, or if you just kind of get an overall vibe of the shoot and show up like, okay, let's see what we can create today, then it's not like all right, I have tried everything, you know, except for meeting them where they're at. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I like that. Okay, we've come up on our time. Okay, cool. So I want to ask one last question and then we can piece out. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, what would be your definition of success?
0: Mm. That's, why is the simple question so hard? Uh, I feel like being able to achieve my goals in life, whether that's with my family or my work, that brings me a lot of fulfillment. Uh, so, you know, working towards something um, is really good, but just making sure my kids' needs are met, that I can put food on the table, um, and that's where, like, me being a mo- single mom comes in. Is just like, if they, I can take care of them and do what I love, like, that feels like success to me.
1: Thank you for making the time.
0: Of course.
1: <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Let me know your thoughts. Honestly, the best part of this podcast for music conversations. It Spurs. Sound mixing and music by caller extraordinaire Philip Creamer.